You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grelux Nights, the Grelux Podcast live show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Happy International Podcast Day, everybody. Woo-hoo. Is it really? September 30th, what? man. Oh, it man. flies up. We're celebrating it. I tweeted this morning. I said, you know, happy International Podcast Day. One of these years, I'm going to organize another live stream celebration like we did several many more years ago than i care to recall (laughs) let's not do the math let's not for uh electronic musician uh, electronic uh, media collective um that was fun but man that's a lot of time yeah and i'm too busy making podcasts right now to be worrying about celebrating some (laughs) sometimes podcast creators are like cats (laughs) (laughs) who knows who knows this better than randy that's mm-hmm. true. Has to wrangle cats. That's his job. Mm-hmm. They sound like cats, and they <laughs> they play with the chords like cats. <laughs> yes, they do. They bat their microphones around. Uh, see, okay. Hey, Paul, what's going on? He says, and I'm Moose. Um, <laughs> you know, these, it, that goes to okay. You know, I, so I do, I work on podcasts and I do edit a lot of podcasts for business podcasters and stuff. They're doing it all wrong. They're doing it because they want to like establish a brand or, you know, uh, get it, get an audience. Mm -hmm. Paul's comment reminded me of my favorite podcast meme of all time. And it's the one where it's the like guy sitting there with a bowl of cereal laughing next to a, a poster of two women laughing. So it's the whole thing of like you're standing like ah oh, you're with friends except like they're not there they don't know you yeah that's podcasting and that's the best reason <laughs> to do it and that's what Paul's comment reminded me of and I'm Moose <laughs> I'm here too in the show except he actually kind of is because he's in the chat he is yeah. yeah it's true what's going on Savannah um, <laughs> and also I, I, sorry and. Uh, a lot of our fans actually influence what we do and talk about, even when we're not, they're not on the sidebar. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. It's for you, listener. Mm-hmm. And then every listener, whoever hears this currently or in the future, has to go, me. And then I'll go, yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. What a start. Uh, so, Jesse, what's the topic tonight? Because <laughs> it's a monster of the week, baby. I I, did, I forgot. We're still we're doing it. Monster of the week, monster of the week segment. I'm excited for it. Apparently, I was overexcited and announced it last week that we we're going to do it this week, and then uh, forgot because I was like, it's not October yet. Um, Jump the gun, bang bang. Mm-hmm. <gasps> it's humorous, humorous horror was mm-hmm. our. Uh, aptly timed topic is it aptly timed is there (laughs) i don't know i don't know no um (laughs) hey not a problem i've there's there i've always got i've always got horror movies in my brain i can talk about Mm -hmm. i was thinking about it before after i found out that's what we're talking about tonight i was like oh yeah well 
hey, I'll just watch, uh, I don't know, Evil Dead 2. Yep. <laughs> Seen it so many times. It just played, right. the whole movie just played in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, or Shaun of the Dead. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are good the- ones. I decided not to go with anything good. <laughs> well, depending on your pick, then I'm, wow. I can switch gears because I have bad ones that are seared into my brain, too. Oh, yeah. Savannah's hit Shaun of the Dead, Evil Dead, Adam's Family. Adam's Family ain't scary. No. See, Adam's Family is. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I it's got horror tropes. I but think it, it would apply. Yeah. Like, oh, but no. Savannah can talk about Greasy, the Greasy Strangler. Maybe, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen it. Neither is Sean or Evil Dead. Scary? Uh, Shaun of the Dead. We're just kind of getting into it. Um, Shaun of the Dead, I feel like, totally works as a horror movie because it is a valid zombie movie. And zombie movies aren't always like... It's a different kind of horror than ghosts, if that scares you, or demonic possession or whatever. Um, and I think Shaun of the Dead works in that. There's stakes. There's risk. Mm-hmm. His mom gets killed in that movie. That's hardcore. Like, what comedy is like, hey, we're going to kill the main character's mom. Mm-hmm. And it's still a comedy. <laughs> the one I watched. Oh, yeah. my God, really? Man, I would yeah. agree. I would say Fido would count. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's mostly funny. Uh, there's still, you know, a chance that things could go bad. I guess Evil Dead is debatable if it's scary, because they're not really scary. The first one was trying to be a horror movie, and the second one was like, uh, we're comedy now. It, it's the first one, but with comedy. Mm-hmm. Like if there's some if something could go wrong and stop stuff stops being funny and everybody could die, then it's then it counts, I think. But that wouldn't happen with like Adam's family, stuff like that, you know. What were you gonna say, Jesse? Well, I was gonna say, uh, so where does the Christopher R. Mim universe fit in this category? Because he's like paying homage to the horror movies of the fifties. Um mm-hmm. but it's very firmly tongue in cheek, so it's like a comedy too. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess. Sorry, Melanie. I didn't mean to interrupt your no, thought. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say it, it, that's the problem with definitively being like, no, that's not this. That's right. not horror. Because I guess, I don't know. I mean, Adam's Family, I guess, could be a horror comedy. I, it's I all feel- subjective because comedy is subjective, right? Like a lot of people will be like, that's not funny. Mm hmm. Does young young Frankenstein qualify? I I kind of feel like if you wanted to get picky about it, and that's really kind of what these Monster of the Week segments have been, you, you know, last yeah. last year whenever we started doing them, is like getting kind of semantic. But are there moments where they are actively trying to be scary, whether it works or they're trying hard or not? Are they trying? And I feel like. Adam's family doesn't ever try to be horror. Shaun of the Dead tries. Evil Dead tries. Uh, Fido tries. What was some uh, young Frankenstein doesn't? I don't think tried to be actually scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Well, and so then some of the Christopher Mim might actually qualify too because 
when they are, have a giant spider, for example, chasing people, that's supposed to be scary. Even if really we know that it's not, and he knows that it's not, the original spirit of that kind of a thing would have, you think? Yeah, that's in- yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I'm just the, just wondering. The wall people, the wall people had some scary stuff in it. It actually did. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that was legit. That's that. That had some scarier imagery and stuff than uh, m- most modern ho- most horror movies I've seen in a in a long time. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say most modern horror movies, but you know what? There's been a, a pretty good string of horror movies lately, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. And lately, meaning like the last eight years or something. And speaking of modern horror movies, uh, we get Halloween Kills pretty soon, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm. Is, it, is that one coming to HBO Max? Did I read that mm-hmm. right? Or is that? No, that's going to. Something else. Huh? It's going to be a weird one. It's it's going to be in theaters. And remember, it was done last year, but they held it back because you have to see it in theaters. We're not going to just we're not going to release it to streaming. It's going to be in theaters and on Peacock day and date. <laughs> Peacock? What? what? Peacock of all places? What? You know, when I think uh, brand new uh, day and date release horror movies, I think Peacock. I don't, they don't, that that shows me that they, it's not doing well for them. That's like a, a grabbing at straws thing, even if it doesn't well, really make yeah. sense. Peacock is like, hey, uh, we see everyone else making some money but us, and we we tried to get WWE money. Mm-hmm. But they're they're not even a, are they associated with like a studio or something that would make that make sense? Well, yeah, it's it's um NBC Universal, right? So yeah, Universal NBC owns a lot of things. And, is is that okay. part of the Comcast Empire? Probably. Sure. Okay, sounds right. Okay. Yeah, Paul says he believes it's in a, a Universal property. So why didn't they make like a Universal channel instead of? A peacock channel well that's what cb that's what cbs did ultimately like cbs had their own thing and then they realized oh we need to rebrand it so they rebranded it as paramount plus or something right just just (laughs) the plus worked for disney just stop it guys (laughs) um Whatever, it's still not quite cable yet, so I'm not complaining. You can still pick and choose, and that was the thing I always... You know what's funny about Grolix? We've been podcasting long enough. I remember on this very show complaining about cable and how I wish streaming services were more like... You know how cable's like they lump a bunch of stuff. I just want to pick and choose. That way you don't have to pay that much per month. Well, we're there. We're there. That aged well, huh? (laughs) (laughs) We're there now, uh, and people are complaining and I kind of feel their complaints. So like, mm-hmm. cause it adds up quick because it's yeah. not, because it's not like I envisioned. It's not like nothing's grouped together unless you look at like something like shutter or something. If you get into specific genres, mm-hmm. it's still like, you can't just buy, Oh, I just want this type of content. It's, I want this, which has a couple shows I like and a whole bunch of crap. I'll never watch. And right. this, which has a yep. couple shows I like, and a whole bunch, which is it's it is kind of just cable, but it's still mm-hmm. a little bit cheaper. So, it, well, especially like Hulu, where this oh. is how much it is. But if you pay this much, then you don't have to watch commercials, and if you pay this much, then you can watch it live. And I'm like, that much is basically paying for cable again, you know? And yeah. This is the cheapest that HBO has ever been. Yeah. <laughs> HBO has that too, well, th- not the live thing, obviously, but HBO has the ad supported tier. 
but it's lower cost. Like they're what I consider what they kind of launched at. What I consider their normal price is still their normal tier without ads, and I'm okay with that. If you want to knock down and do a cheapy cheapy tier, fine, but don't like increase the price of your regular tier and then throw ads on it. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And the price of Hulu, their ad tier is what I would price a regular tier at. So like, nah, I don't like that. Yeah, but yeah. They have shows. They have shows, a couple shows that I like, <laughs> like uh, the Wu-Tang show, which is not <laughs> the actual name of it. The, the, welcome to the Wu-Tang show. That it ain't nothing to mess with. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name, or that should be a show anyway. Um, I don't have anything to say about that this week. I haven't watched this week's episode yet. Uh, I have been slowly catching back up on murders. Only murders in the building. Only murders in the yeah. I think that's what it's called. I talked about it a little bit. I think previously, it's a uh, like a comedy type show with comedy thriller. I guess you'd call it with Steve Martin and Martin Short and uh, that woman. I can't remember her name. <laughs> that young hip woman who was probably like fifteen years ago. She was a, a popular. I don't know. Oh, right, right. Who was saying, was somebody asking about? What? Uh, Paul oh, was YouTube. asking about YouTube. So <laughs> You even went to the comment to not derail the show, and I, <laughs> I derailed tried. the show. I tried. I tried. No, as you can tell by our wonderful money duck over there, we're being cheap right now. He's mm-hmm. up there. I hate We're being him. cheap because I was on the fence <laughs> of if I wanted to continue keep, uh, you know, paying for StreamYard and maybe try something else. Uh well, something else doesn't work very well for streaming, and I just yeah. haven't bought StreamYard again. So we're on just Facebook right now. Uh, this will get uploaded to YouTube later, though. That's what I did last week. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, if anybody knows of anything better than StreamYard for streaming that also has good audio, that would be yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Let us know. Uh, this podcast is not made out of money. If I could, I wish I could afford the fifty dollar a month tier for StreamYard to get the separate audio tracks recording so we could actually have nice sounding podcast audio later. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. 50 bucks on top of podcast. Listen, podcasting is not a cheap hobby, guys. No. Well, it can be. (laughs) That'd be bucks on ducks. It used to be a cheap hobby, man. I had worked out a way in the beginning that we were hosting our files on archive.org right? (laughs) and I wasn't paying for nothing. Uh, but that's not reliable, so don't do that. <laughs> then we had one reputable guest, and it was like broken. Oh, yeah, <laughs> one of our first like yeah notable guests, and that's why you don't host on archive.org. <laughs> Maddie D says, if if only there was some way to Patreon your show. You know what? It's funny you would say that because there is. Go to Patreon.com/slash Grolix Podcast. You can join Maddie D. Or Savannah, who is almost contractually obligated to have a shout-out every episode because she's a cat dancer. Ooh. That's right. What's that mean? Go to patreon.com slash podcast <laughs> to find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It uh, doesn't just mean that she dances around with her cats, even though she does. It means does she? other stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I never asked. How are you two doing, by the way? I'm Hanging right. in there. 
I'm like that cat poster hanging in there. Yep. Remember that from the 80s? It's adorable. It's classic, though. It's like Garfield hating Mondays. It's a staple. So, uh, (laughs) before we dive, this, this episode is hanging in there. it's a little like all over the place at the beginning yeah it's held together with staples and by the beginning i mean almost halfway through (laughs) (laughs) uh okay roll sense along those lines because i don't want to keep people up uh super late tonight oh maddie d you got a jet okay he's gotta he's gotta put kids kids to be keep it lively to bed he meant yeah i was a jerk and read his typo i'm sorry um but there will be more words from Matty D shortly. We're going to use his, uh, he sent us an email. Classic segment. You Did guys can send us emails. Was it letters at GrawlixPodcast.com? Letters at GrawlixPodcast.com. It gets checked once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it gets a lot of spam too, so. And if we like you, we might read it on the show. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we like Matty D. And uh, yeah. uh, his letter back just for a moment. And first, let's talk real quick about what we've been watching lately, because there's a couple of things that are notable. Uh, Jesse, it looks like you, you, it looks like you jumped ahead of us on Rick and Morty, I think. Um, well, I, uh, I missed a couple in the, in the middle because oh, okay. they fell behind the paywall. And, uh, and then I oh. like, I binged the last four or something like that because I w- did not want to lose any more of them. And I was hearing things about the, um, the season finale, so I wanted to see it before it got spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't seen that's it probably yet. something I should watch, huh? Yeah. It's is pretty it great. It's pretty great. Yeah, it? it's it's so weird though. Like this season is strange in that you know, like it starts very um, episodic. You know, the the Rick and Morty formula that's very um, you know, like it resets itself, like The Simpsons. You know, like that kind of thing where it's it starts starts and ends in the same place or we'll start the next episode kind of ignoring what happened. But Rick and Morty is kind of like jumped in and out of this idea of uh, continu- continuity for a right. long time. And uh, like the last three or four or five, like ev- even one that I did not see was being referenced in, in the episodes that I did watch, like the last three or four are linked by at least one event. Hmm. Yeah. R- Rick and Morty is kind of fascinating in that respect. Because there are through lines. It does refer back to things that happened before. Yet you'll get those episodes like the one where with the decoy families. Where it's right. like they ju- you just watched so many different versions of them get killed. Like you, who knows who was the yeah. original the original group that we started with. Even mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season. Like, <laughs> and it doesn't even matter at, no. at a certain yeah. point. It's just like as long as one family survives, I guess it's fine. Right. But is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nothing. Okay. I, I, I always feel bad because I dominate the conversations. So every time I hear a breath, I'm like, <laughs> yes, I want to let you speak. <laughs> okay. Um, Savannah said, I paid for the PBS Docs app on Prime. So I've watched a lot, but you guys don't like what I watch. I mean, it's. I think we liked to watch the kind of stuff you watch more when we weren't sober. 
maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, All kinds of things are interesting when it's enhanced. <laughs> yeah. This is like Nova, like episodes of Nova. <laughs> mm-hmm. Antique Roadshow. I love Antique Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> that means, that's the original American Pickers. Uh, Savannah says, All I'm saying, Ken Burns is awesome. No, I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with the documentaries and documentaries can be can be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it is outside of the scope of Grawlix. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little bit. I mean, half the time what I watch on uh, HBO Max is their documentary series. So really, I, I never watch yeah. any of them, really. I watched the Bob Ross Netflix one a while back. I'm pretty sure I probably talked about it on the show, though. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but that's that's the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Netflix, you know we've been we would, Melanie and I have been all excited for this show, this new show. We might have mentioned it. Uh, Savannah says the Bob Ross one is sad. Yeah, kind of. Really I mean, is, it, yeah. it is. It is for sure. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have been able to get more involvement with more people, and not to say like the viewpoints that they put forth weren't valid or weren't accurate because those are probably the people I would trust more on the matter, but it would have been cool if more people would have been willing to participate. Mm -hmm. Um, it really does just bounce between like three people, three or four people, the whole, the whole thing, which is a little weird for a documentary, but, or at least kind of like that limited scope though, almost underpins the idea that like, it's almost like an art mafia. Like mm-hmm. you're not allowed to talk about Bob Ross, right? <laughs> right. You would be a real shame if a happy little accident happened. Oh, when they went over, <laughs> the guy overseas who like didn't really know any of them, but like worked for the more modern Bob Ross company, like his little bit. I was like, oh wow, okay, yeah, that's that's shady, man. Um. Anyway, well, the fact that the son can't even use his own name, you know, mm-hmm. right? It's like what? Yeah. Well, you know what's maybe not sad, but maybe is because it's uh, Mike Flanagan, and he likes a heavy dose of depression with his horror. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he certainly does. We're really teeing up our our topic this week: uh, depressing yeah. horror. I know. I was. You know what? And Rick and Morty. So. I, I fully intend to talk about this series after we finish it. Melanie and I have been watching Midnight Mass, which uh, we were super excited for. I was super excited for anyway. Um, and we're two episodes away from the fine finish from the finale. Wait, we have two episodes left. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to really get too much into it. I know I want to talk about it more after. And maybe my opinion will change after. It probably won't, though. Um and I also don't want to give away spoilers because I feel like the trailer, remember we said the trailer was felt like kind of underwhelming. It's because the trailer leaves out like very important stuff that essentially you, you don't really know what you're, what, what it is you're watching, like what you're getting into because there's a, a huge blind spot. And uh, I don't want to spoil that because it was such a good twist for me, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and it's not really a twist. It's just at a certain point you get a reveal of like kind of what's actually happening. And it was so refreshing. And it was something that I had wanted to talk about on Grawlix a little while ago. And I wish I had that way. I could have been like, see, see. But um, yeah. So that said, it sucks. 
no it's i love it it i'm loving it it's so good uh, uh i in the beginning i was very worried i was like mm, i don't know this one might not be that great but it's gotten much better um but i do have one criticism which is i like mike flanagan i like his wife but she doesn't need to play a major part in every single thing he makes she's not good at subtlety and <laughs> unless so unless it's a big dramatic thing he doesn't need to have her in the role in my opinion I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I, I I agree with you. Okay, so it's really good, and it has that, I don't know, it's that, like, at this point, like, my, trademark Mike, Mark, uh, Mike Flanagan um, tones, like, you can see his inspirations in everything he does, but it doesn't, maybe homage, if anything, but it doesn't come across as, like, unoriginal, because he has his own thing. And he he always leans heavy into like there's a lot of character stuff. It's about mm-hmm. he, it's human drama. Like all of his horror stuff is about human drama with horror stuff. Um, and I feel like it's usually pretty balanced. This I I really like the balance of it, the human drama versus the horror and how it kind of ties together. Um, and also just kind of I don't know philosophy. I guess we'll say. Um, Whereas like Bly Manor was okay and he he didn't direct he didn't have as much involvement in that one as like this or uh haunting whatever it was, um Hill House. Hill House. But Bly Manor I felt kind of the scales were going a little bit too much drama, not enough horror. And this one I feel like is a real good mix. Um but it also feels like classic horror. Uh mm-hmm. and my point with leading into all that is there are um, some great performances yeah, all around, like the, all the key leads, maybe with the exception of what Melanie was talking about, are killer, like knocking it out of the park. Um, mm-hmm. And they get quite a bit of range. And like some of my favorite characters, I've, it's kind of funny, but I feel like none of it was is like, it's not funny because it's unintentionally funny, but it is unintentionally funny in that way that. Sometimes, even in real life, people just say things or deliver things in ways that are humorous, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, there's so many good lines and deliveries in this where it's like, I know it's not supposed to be funny, but, man, that was, like, I, I laugh quite a bit at some of the characters, um, mm-hmm. but in a good way. Yeah, we, but we're going to talk about it more later, so let's let's save some. Do you want to, okay, did you want to say any more about it? Not yet. Okay. Okay. Point is, I, I go watch it. Um, yeah. Speaking of cat dancing, because mm-hmm. uh, anymore when I watch things, when I'm like, should I recommend this to Jesse? I always think, are are animals being killed in this? Because <laughs> <laughs> right, Jesse will be watching it by himself. Um, I feel like for the most part that I've seen so far, it's okay, except, and you don't see them get killed, but there are a lot of dead cats in the first episode and the beginning of the second yeah but it's like a horror thing right like where all these dead cats come from but there's a warning i guess Uh, so i I might be hard to get holly beyond that if 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 it's her kind of thing at all anyway i don't know but after that i feel like i don't i don't think they're oh no never mind the dog okay yeah no (laughs) she's not gonna watch it yeah no forgot about the dog generally uh, you know yeah oh god yeah 
I, and I get it, I get it, but there's things where it's like Watchmen, where I'm like, oh, but you gotta watch it. I yeah, know, they, I know. They murder a whole we, bunch. We, of, like, we couldn't get real. through the first, uh, I, and you know, like there is some bizarre stuff that goes on beyond that first episode. But it was that first episode of Watchmen where she's like, "Nope, I'm out, I'm out." Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "No, but that was it. That's it." And then something else happens. I'm like, "Okay, maybe, maybe not quite it." Yeah. <laughs> just seed your pick okay that's great um yeah so that's a bummer if you can't watch things where uh, with animal i i, I guess i mean i or I'll, I'll watch them but i just you know i wait until she's not around because yeah right yeah. <laughs> um but anyway i still have two episodes left but it's a recommend from me it's uh, my favorite thing i've watched in a little while so yeah okay you're right. I'm sorry, Melanie. Let's move on. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm usually right, so but it's okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, let's... I wish I could refute that. I can't. <laughs> He's usually right, especially on this show. <laughs> no, you were right. I just felt bad because I felt like I was dominating the conversation again. That's my job. Yeah. You steer this <laughs> ship. Even if yeah. it's going right into the Titanic, <laughs> which is going to hit an iceberg. Like, we're in a two-car pileup with an iceberg. Mm-hmm. I'm steering it. We're not going straight. We might be going in circles. We might just be diving straight to the moon, and it's not so We may be aiming. We may be aiming for inevitable doom. Mm-hmm. But it's being steered somewhere by someone. Yeah. yeah. Not someone as me. Hey, so, did we hit you... Did, I guess it was just, oh, letters page. Letters page. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. See? Right for the iceberg. We're good. The Grolix pod, listen, the Grolix podcast, podcast, a proper, it's been a long time since we did one of those, all right? So, yeah. forgive me for forgetting, <laughs> you know, the regular staple segments that we did for years on end, um, including emails specifically from Maddie D. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he sent this to me this morning, and I think, and this should have been my first clue that we were going to be talking about comedy horror tonight. He says, hey, you gaggle of great Grolixers. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since I popped, up, popped in on your live show. Life has just been so busy. <laughs> I don't know this attitude I'm reading it with. I'm assuming he didn't <laughs> a, write it with This is it. the sassiest uh, Matty D. Matty D is feeling so sassy tonight. busy. I just finished listening to wait. I just finished listening to the audio presen- presentation of last week's episode. I'm glad then that I put it up on like the episode before. I now have the clerk song Berserker stuck in my head. Thanks, Jesse. Sarcasm. He says, "If you're not fam- oh, I mean, if you're not familiar with it, you're I don't know twelve. I guess if you're not familiar with it, go back and watch the scene in the first Clerks film." where Jay is introducing his cousin from Estonia. I want to make Grolix Berserker. (laughs) Are you making Grolix Berserker? (laughs) My love for you is like Big Truck Berserker. Oh yeah, Paul. clock. Paul knows. Mm -hmm. Well, on another note, I can't wait to hear about your horror show of the week. And although I can't always watch a live stream... Hey, it was nice to have him here for a moment tonight, though. Mm -hmm. I look forward to hearing what you all have to say. I also wanted to put in my two cents and say that 
Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is a comedy horror staple. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Wait, Savannah's never seen Clerks? I don't know how, but how? apparently not. I know she's a little bit younger, but like, I mean, Melanie. I, know I, I, assure, I assure you we're open to <laughs> discussing it. Clerks. Oh, man. I'm, a, I'm surprised I didn't make her watch it, really, yeah. Um, even Paul's like, what the what? And he's 60. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the other. No, he's not. He, re, he remembers the. He remembers when black and white wasn't just a cool thing. It was the <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I also wanted to put my two cents. In, okay. Comedy Horror Stable. I would recommend it. Talking about Tucker and Dale versus Evil again. Uh, <laughs> not Clerks, no. Okay. Not, yes. I would recommend it to anyone who loves a dark comedy with a smack of horror. The smack of horror. <laughs> you'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll cringe at the guts. There is some gore, too. Like, Yeah, it's great. Um, well, continue the cla that classic podcast tradition. Yep, yours truly, writing into the show. I just wanted to say, keep up the stellar work, digging it as always. Your fellow friendly fan in Farmland, USA. Hey, we live in a Farmland, USA, too. We do. Maddie Boom Baddie D. I kind of like that. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. P.S. The Mr. Boombastic. Is Savannah even supposed to be here today? That was Paul's comment just now. Uh, mm -hmm. That's from Clerks. He's not being mean. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's so weird that we have to explain it. Savannah, to, that's from the movie Clerks. To couch that, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a 90s classic film. Classic, <laughs> you know, like, classic film. Oh. I must Even say, Kevin Smith threw up a little. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it felt wrong to get snotty about Clerks. 37. Okay. Or was no, it 36? I... <laughs> so I thought it was in the 20s. I, I don't 27? Know. I, that feels right. It's been a few years, though. They're up to yeah. Clerks 3 now, so it's yeah. probably at least 37. I think he just rapped on it because he's uh, actually podcasting again. Oh, really? Um, okay, P.S. May I suggest the puppet horror genre, i.e. dolls, Puppet oh, you may. Oh, you may. <laughs> Possibly poltergeist if you count the clown doll, demonic toys, dead silence, Annabelle, and I'm sure a slew of others. Mm -hmm. You may suggest that, Matt. And I think that is actually an excellent suggestion. But say, have we already done it? I mean, I'm okay with doing it again. You. Oh, we did we do. Did. We did do but, evil puppets. But you know what? It is, there's no harm in doing it again. There's been new stuff that came out, right? And he's not necessarily even saying it had, they have to be puppets, because he's talking about creatures that just are puppets in real life, I think. Because if he was saying, um, what, what did he say? Read it again. May I suggest the puppet horror genre? Uh -huh. um, dolls, Puppet Master, possibly Poltergeist, if you want to count the clown doll, Demonic Toys, Dead Silence, Annabelle, and others. Okay, never mind. Maybe it is just toys, but that's fine. Paul says we did puppets, but not dolls. I think, um, yeah, we, I, I mean, I'm down for it. I'm down for it because we did evil puppets specifically as the monster, but we didn't yeah. think of it as the subgenre of puppet or doll horror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul says Annabelle is not a puppet. Annabelle it's like is body also. horror, but it's like somebody else's body, like an inanimate body, mm -hmm. not body yeah. horror. Yeah. Totally uh, different. Annabelle is also not a movie I care to watch, but maybe it's good. I don't know. 
I I've not heard that. great things about it, but I, don't watch I guess somebody so must like it because they keep making them. That's some ratchet yeah. horror. <laughs> Rat, ratchet. That's some horror smack. Yeah. Smacks of horror. <laughs> but the bad smack. Yeah. <laughs> the bad smack. <laughs> that's that's our episode title. Grolic's <laughs> Night. The, the bad, bad smack. smack. All right. Well, you know, I actually need to start writing these down when we say them, so because I tend to forget. So, the bad smack. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this weekend when I get the episode ready and get the post ready, I'm gonna look, be like, the bad smack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Context. Our episode yeah. titles are so like inside joke. We don't even know what they're about. <laughs> yeah. We we tried doing SEO. It didn't work, so we're back to nonsense. You're right. It did not. <laughs> if you look through our podcast feed, nobody's going to. But if you do, you'll you can see where it's like, oh, Randy was like obsessing about uh, SEO and getting listeners, and that lasted for, and it's done. Back to <laughs> <Yeah>. weird titles, <laughs> right? Because it made. And then, no then, then there was like this moment where we tried to like uh, like finesse it and be like. We'll put what we're talking about in there, but we'll also be weird. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, we're, no, that's no fun. Only because this gives me an excuse to talk about my keyboard. Savannah says, Randy, do you have a keyboard from the 80s? I'm guessing she means because it was super loud when I typed that title just now. And not like... <laughs> clacky, clacky, clack. It is very clacky. It's very clicky. Because at a certain point, I discovered the joy of mechanical keyboards. It's amazing. And I love them. None of that little like rubber cap crap. Admittedly, though, quiet, cheap keyboard button. This has got a mechanical switch in there, and it it's it's steampunk. It's got a it's got a robotic (laughs) owl inside that that types the correct letter for you. It is not hipster. Talk to anyone. (laughs) Talk to anyone who has to type a, a typist or a writer for a living. Ask them what their preferred keyboard is, and yes, they will have a preferred kind of keyboard. Randy has a type. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boom boom. Steampunk is sepia goth. Hmm. It's that's interesting, yeah, kind of. but kind. I don't know. It's a little less sad, of. but kind of sad. Yeah, I guess in appearance, yeah, kind of. But mm-hmm. it's more like sepia glam, isn't it? Would be more glam than God. A little bit, yeah, they're yeah. Not so they're not so sad and scary, but they're definitely dressed to the nines. Mm-hmm. So, okay. <laughs> I don't so, know why we got pedantic about that. That was dumb. Because that's the show, man. So <laughs> that's the show. That's ready for welcome the to the show. <laughs> you ready the for the bad smack? smack? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, there we are, the bad smack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a new T-shirt. <laughs> I like it. Okay. We used to slap a Grolix on it. Now we got the bad smack. <laughs> that's that's when it goes wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm gonna throw it to Jesse first. What did you watch in turn uh, for for oh, your God. comedy horror pick this week? I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I did this to myself. Um, (laughs) 
I don't know. Like, I, I, I kind of have a special place in my heart for this movie. Uh, and it is kind of funny, but like, I find myself laughing at it and be like, God, this is stupid. Uh, I watched Idle Hands from 1999. Ah. So we were like, just at the at the dregs of the 90s, you know, like the mm-hmm. it's like, you know, all the cool things about the 90s. Yeah, we were starting to leave it behind and do something dumb. <laughs> 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 so I don't know, like this is, uh, yeah, the, I mean, there's things about this movie that I that I kind of love. And there's like references to this movie that I had in my brain. And I'm like, wow, that's where I got this line but it's it's got 15% on rotten tomatoes for a reason mm-hmm. it's it's not great i don't know but it's also i guess this is a cult classic right like people who love it love it right i remember a lot of people loving this movie i own it i like it enough to have paid money for it i i kind of liked it i mean i don't remember it being especially intelligent or anything it's but it's you know it's a it's like a but they spent like a lot of money on it like it has a legitimate composer was it graham uh graham neville or whatever his name is not neville i don't know what his name is but he did the crow he did like a bunch of things so it's got a legitimate composer it's got like a pretty good soundtrack for that time you know, so like po- this would be post grunge because mm-hmm. we're almost out of the 90s. It's got I think Offspring is in the movie, like the, the Offspring guy is on stage and gets the top of his head ripped off. Or, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, oh, Static X is a big uh, you know, like has a big song in there. I believe they have like uh, like a white zombie or a, a yeah, it'd be White Zombie or Rob Zombie maybe at that point uh, track that they play at least in the movie at some point. And then they just continually play uh, Shout at the Devil. <laughs> they just <laughs> continually play it every time a certain character is on screen. And the guy's not even like a Satanist or anything. It was like, why do you always play that song for him? I was, I was... Maybe by 1999, I was a little bit of a horror hipster, going back to being a hipster, because I was like, so they took like the best, like one of the, they took like the best scene of uh, Evil Dead 2, added some stoners and made a whole movie that's that. Yeah. Not yeah. interested. I, yeah. I have seen it since, but yeah, I was and not it's interested like, when it um, It's It's like scary movie before scary movie, kind of, and it's like... Shaun of the Dead before Shaun of the Dead, but like it's so much more a parody of itself than anything, you know, mm-hmm. like it's 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 almost scary movie. Let me ask you this. If this is the comedy that give horror gives horror films the backhand, was it a good smack or was it the bad smack? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. It had to be a had to be a bad smack because idle hands are the devil's playthings. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. This is also, uh, his Buffy appearances aside, I kind of hated Seth Green at this point, too. I don't oh, know sure, why. Sure, sure. Um, well, look at that cast, man. Like, everybody but the main character went on to do something, even if they peaked. You know, like Jessica Alba. Like, she she peaked and disappeared into nothingness. I don't know. Maybe she's still working. I don't know. I don't remember anything she did past Fantastic Four 2. 
De- Devin Sawa still doing stuff. He was just recently. Is he? In a, he was. He's work with, with Fred Bis Fred Biscuit. Fred uh, Fred Durst for Blue Biscuit. Is that movie is with that John Travolta? Working, where... Is that working though? <laughs> <laughs> is that hanging out with your pals who also don't work anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch that movie either. But um, right. Well, here's here's what I like, and uh, for people who haven't seen Clerks. Or they're too they're probably too young to remember the nineties or weren't born yet because at this point you can have never been alive in the nineties and you can go drink, so that's weird. But mm-hmm. here's some of the recommendations on this page based on this. <laughs> no. The faculty. No. Ah. I don't know what that is. The haunting of Molly Hartley. Teaching Mrs. Tingle. The <laughs> horrible, horrible remake of The Haunting. Oh, that movie's terrible. So, like, that's a good indication of the time period. Like, that's where horror was. To be hey, fair, though, like, so, so like quick, this isn't terrible. But Savannah said Devin Sawa liked one of her comments recently on Instagram. So he's doing something with his life, right? Man, he's liking Savannah's comments. Yes. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like career. him. My favorite of his moments is an SLC punk where he's like, the devil's in the house, man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm here on this post because everything else is water. How are you doing that, heroin, Bob? You walking on water, man. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's done some trippy, fun roles, but. Mm-hmm. And maybe he doesn't need to work because he was a child star. He was in like a whole bunch of stuff when he was a kid. So maybe he just saved his money and now he can be that guy that stands on posts and is weird. I mean, he was the one in the first Final Destination, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. he was I think that's kind of the thing though. Like he was he, yeah, he was a kid actor and then also kind of like got heartthrob teen leads in a couple uh-huh. movies in the 90s and then Savannah says he he's got a few kids. He does the dad thing now. Well, yeah, that makes sense. More power to him. Yeah. I'm sure he's. Is it the guy who does Randy is in this movie is actually like I was like, where is this guy from? What do I remember him from? He uh, he's in Event Horizon. He's the guy in the airlock, and I'm like, what? Oh man, everybody in this movie has been and went on to do other things. It's Mm -hmm. like this had to be like one of those Coke movies where it's like, let's make this thing. We got some money. It costs like $25 million to make. It was a huge flop comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do remember he- uh, hearing that. Um, okay. Yeah. Idle hands. So, um, two questions then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounded like you, you, you enjoyed it before. Mm-hmm. One, does it hold up? And two, would you recommend it to somebody? Oh, so bad. It's so bad. Uh, <laughs> No, it does not hold up. It is so a time capsule. It's so a product of its time. But like it was still entertaining to watch. But it's got right. like so many of these like cringe worthy moments, like you know, words that were still being used a lot in the at the end of the nineties that you just can't say anymore. Um and for good reason, right? Um, that's that's who that that guy was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. No, and he's crude. He's they're so crude. Seth Green and Foggy. <laughs> that's what I know him from. Foggy, and then Quack Quack Quack. He's a Mighty Duck. Um, yeah, 
those two. And they're just inexplicably zombies in this movie. They're, they were just like, yeah, we were going to follow the light and go to heaven, but it was really far. Mm-hmm. That's why they stick around in the movie. They continue in the movie. And they, they do this whole, like... Okay, so that's that's one of the things I guess I wanted to talk about. It was like this movie is on such a premise. Like it, like the things I respect about it and enjoy about it are also things that annoy me. Like, why did you take all this time to like explore the idea of of Foggy Nelson's character, for example? Loses his head, is decapitated, and they spend so much time on the fact that he's decapitated. And and they even feed him a burrito and they're like, man, how do they how do we like we got to use some duct tape now so that the 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 bean burrito doesn't leak out of your neck hole like they spend a lot of time on that. It's only an hour and a half movie. Like, why? Why do we spend time on that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. In concept, it does sound fun, right? It's just not not one of those movies that like really sticks the landing. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I remember being okay with it, but I thought I, it's been a while since I've seen it, like quite a while. But the thing I remember liking the least was the Jessica Alba stuff. Like they tried to yeah. add like America always does. They tried to add in this romantic aspect of it that I thought kind of derailed it from, the thing that about it that was good that would have made it an okay movie but and it's vapid too like it's like like in no universe would he wind up with her for the for the antics that even the evil hand mm -hmm. had a had a hand in you know like it's like no this doesn't work on any level this is stupid yeah yeah and then vivica fox man Whew. Is she is she uh she's young. I mean just, it's just like a weird role for her. She's like she's like a druid and then she was <laughs> the whole thing where they're like you've got to we've got to save her before the stroke of midnight or else the hand is going to drag her to hell. And he's like, "Oh, it's okay. It's only 8 o'clock. We still have like two, two, three, we like 4 hours. We got plenty of time." He's like, "No. According to druid time, you have 6 minutes." <laughs> like what? Like, that's the kind of gold we're dealing with here, people. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. It's weird. It's ca it's campy for sure. And so, like, there are a lot of things I really love about it. But, like, I also have to admit that it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Right. Like, what I like about this movie is so dumb. Right. It's so mm -hmm. dumb. Especially as soon as, like, a thing gets pegged as a stoner comedy. It's yeah. So many movies can't, especially if, especially 90s movies, can't help but just like nosedive way overboard into just dumb territory. They're like, well, it's yeah. just a dumb stoner comedy, but it doesn't have to be like, um, well, and, and that stoner comedy thing, like nothing matters once it's a stoner comedy, right? You know, like mm -hmm. it opens with both of his parents being killed and he like is freaked out for like a whole you know like a whole five minutes mm -hmm. and even when he's burying his parents later and his friends uh he's just like like 
eulogize, like, uh, I don't know, monologuing slash eulogizing about how he was, you know, like maybe not a good son when you say it out loud, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, man, like just nothing impacts him, you know? Mm-hmm. Even the fact that he is the killer, he's just like, you, no, you have to leave. I shouldn't be here right now. You need to go somewhere else. But like, really, he doesn't feel like he's taking it seriously even then. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, that kind of then robs the horror aspect of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no nothing feels stakes, like it has stakes, really. really. Even yeah. your dead friends come back as zombies because they're too lazy to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Paul says it's the horror equivalent of dazed and confused. I mean, dazed and confused, though. That I, was I, more I, like a that was more like a time capsule. That was yeah. more like a like a period piece um, that had stoners in it. Yeah, it, dazed and confused. It's not that it doesn't have stakes. It just doesn't like. There's not really plot. It's not that, and that's not the point of it. It's just like right. following these people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I've met people. I, I always like dazed and confused. And I've met people who don't like it because they're like nothing happens. It's, it's not about anything. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's kind of the point. And it's actually manages to still be, in my opinion, entertaining. Um, whereas, I don't know, I guess, dude, where's my car? I only ever seen it once. I did not like it. It was mm-hmm. not good. And this falls a little bit towards that territory of where it's just dumb. They just throw dumb stuff at it. And I mean, this starts with fun horror premises, but man. Mm-hmm. Right. You're, you're missing some comet gold, baby. <laughs> okay um paul says you know you know what i love about zombies i keep getting older and they stay the same age okay that is pretty good it's pretty good yeah yeah they really do <laughs> uh, savannah says it's the 70s version of american graffiti yeah i've heard i've actually never watched american graffiti i know it's supposed to be a kind of a classic but like i'm not interested <laughs> Did George Lucas? No. Or was it Opie? Opie's in it. I don't know. One of those I two. I think it is something. a Lucas property. I think something. so, too. I don't know. I don't care about George Lucas's teenage years. <laughs> or his <laughs> fantasy of what the te- his teenage years should be. Shush, Savannah. At least I watch Clerks. <laughs> Clerks, <laughs> Clerks is the American graffiti of the 90s, okay? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. They weren't in school, though. They were kind of losers outside after graduation but still <laughs> had collective soul on the soundtrack so you know it was good oh yeah <laughs> i kind of really want to listen to some collective soul now when was the last time anybody <laughs> talked about collective soul when was the last time anyone said that holy crap <laughs> <laughs> listen they did not have bite Definitely let your not. light shine down they were a little <laughs> god rocky yeah but wookie came from the set of american graffiti interesting yeah hmm. oh you didn't watch american graffiti how old are you uh savannah says and then she says she's being sarcastic <laughs> i mean i watch old movies though okay okay um well i'm gonna jump into mine so that when Melanie does hers, she can't blame me for pushing it super late. And I'm going to be super quick. I, so I'll just kind of keep it as a recommendation. But all, mm. along the lines of Jesse's, if you want to see something like Idle Hands but done properly, Evil Dead 2. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's a it's a great horror comedy and also kind of a weird movie because it is essentially a sequel but at the same time a reboot of the the first evil dead mm-hmm. it that series rebooted itself and then the third one i've heard argued and i wouldn't totally disagree that is is not even a horror movie at all um it's such a weird but fantasy uh yeah it's almost a fantasy movie at that point right um what a strange franchise but yeah evil dead 2 it's great i don't know that the horror is scary mm-hmm. but it's it's a scary situation like if if you step out of like bruce campbell's ashness and like <laughs> analyze the situation which is kind of like what they tried to do in the first one because right ash as the way that we know him didn't wasn't really established till the second one um like that's it's a scary situation and uh you know he didn't he doesn't have friends that up there he has a girlfriend up there in the second one but anyway is it because his hand actually idles because it's got a chainsaw on it he sang funny ah. like oh but oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's that's not his hand though his hand scurry, scurries across the ground and gives him the bird. That's and then runs hey, into a li- listen. That's what I saw. <laughs> no. Anyway, listen. It, it's it's Evil Dead. It's groovy. Swallow your soul. Swallow this. <laughs> Dead uh, by dawn. Dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. It's so good. So I love that sound. That sound of the deadites like encroaching on the on the cabin. Like that's right. one of my favorites. We're just going. Sam Raimi, like as a director, and like I remember being so disappointed in the first Spider-Man movie because I'm like, I don't see Sam Raimi in this at all. Right. Spider-Man Two. We at least then you get to the Doc Ock. Uh, the Doc Ock like surgery scene. And I'm like, that's pure evil dead. The camera yep. work. It's got the, like that bone saw thing that it even does like chainsaw style. I'm like, that's pure evil dead. And the camera work is interesting and, uh, unique. S- Sam Raimi has such an, like in the evil dead movies, even the first one, interesting use of the camera. Um, and I think, uh, Savannah says she took a photo of Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, sees all kinds of cool horror people horror people i don't know if pronounce that right sorry um but even weird things like i think they do it in both the, the first and the second evil dead where the camera will just move but there's a sound that accompanies the camera moving like it's a physical object like a like outside of just like the evil in the woods yeah um, yeah, yeah even in the camp cabin sometimes it'll be like and it's like what is the or like, like a creaking almost like creak and yeah follow, yeah the camera itself is a weird part it's of not the subtle at all but like in a cool way yeah mm-hmm. super stylized and i think really there's the the horror aspect the kind of the fun at least of the first one the fun low budget thing and then the second one of just like the outrageous blood and gore mixed with comedy Mm-hmm. And also Ash is a great character. Um, that with it being super stylized really like kind of put me on to uh, a lot of horror stuff mm-hmm. when I seen that when I was younger. So anyway, Evil Dead 2, go watch it. Okay. Great horror comedy. Mm-hmm. You know you, you know what else is a great horror comedy? 
What? Uh, Slither. Slither. I'm so glad Slither. that we're going to talk about it again. Yeah. And it's not it's not necessarily as funny as a lot of horror comedies. There's it has a lot more horror maybe than than others, but it's still really funny to me. Um it's got what's his name? Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is the main character and he's great in everything. Um and he's very funny. Um but it our, we don't need to tell the, what it's all. Oh yeah, so whatever. I'm telling what it's about. It's basically a small town, um an alien lands there and then starts like attacking people and taking over. <clears throat> uh it's gross, I'll say that. It's very gross. Um what? But also very suspenseful and stuff and gross. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's real. It's very funny too. Uh, and it's just, it's really good. I recommend it to anybody who likes horror, um, or uh, even sci-fi maybe. I don't know. With a poster like this, I don't think it's going to be that gross. <laughs> you don't think? Yeah. They're like, they're like big tongues. It's so, ugh. it's amazing. So if you, I'm glad I, I, maybe people do know Slither, right? But nobody talks about, or it doesn't get talked about a whole lot. Mm-hmm. If you watched guardians of the galaxy one or two or the, the recent the suicide squad movie and mm-hmm. you thought i wonder what it'd be like if this guy did a real gross horror movie with uh I, i'm pretty sure there's some those are some cg monsters but also some like good nasty horror effects mm-hmm. watch slither because it's james gunn and it's amazing <laughs> it is it's i mean it obviously it doesn't have like i don't know he has such a kind of over the top but offbeat sense of mm-hmm. humor that comes across in the superhero stuff too mm-hmm. um but he started it, he got a start in trauma movies so mm-hmm. like he has a certain sensibility that's still like that he retains now still but like it's more evident in slither and not in that like it's a like a cheesy movie but it's horror and gross horror but with tongue in cheek because yeah. ah, they look like tongues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and even look at the overview. Taken over by al- by an alien plague, turning residents into zombies and all forms of mutant monsters. That's like three or four different scary things all in one movie. That's funny also. It's it's freaking great. Paul says, Tromeo and Juliet, baby. Did he do Tromeo and Juliet? Because I never watched that one. I, I, I remember hearing the title and I was like, oh my god, what? <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I kind of want to watch it if if that's when he was involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a great pick. Sixty-five mm-hmm. percent user score should be higher, but whatever. Yeah, it's the kind of movie where it's comedy enough to where it's not going to be taken super serious by film snobs, but mm-hmm. it's like gross and weird enough to where general audiences are going to be off put by it. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? I know it's actually kind of completely different, but it reminded me a lot of arachnophobia, like the feel of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a arachnophobia, but less family friendly. Yes. Yes. Uh, Paul says he was uh, AD assistant director on that movie. That was Gun Start. On Tromeo. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Savannah says, what is Tromeo? I'll take horror subgenres for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> really we if we if we throw trauma in the mix as a subgenre 
Like that's a that's considerably limiting the scope for that week. But mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever talked about it really, really talked about a trauma movie on this show. No, probably not. They're they're, they're difficult sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I've only watched one or two, and that was long ago in my USA up all night phase, you know? So. That is, yeah. No, that's it. That's exactly where that belongs. <laughs> 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 that Those are the kind of movies. Uh, uh, toxic. Tra- trauma. Yeah, okay. Paul said it there. Romeo and Juliet set in Tromaville, New Jersey, which is where most all of the trauma movies um Paul says, OMG, I went in for trauma talk. I'm sorry, I have to. I can't. I even will. I've oh typed OMG, but I can't read it in my head or out loud without thinking, OMG, gag me with a spoon. Um, even though that's kind of mixing genre, uh, decades, but still. Yeah, okay. Trauma will be another week. So, so we've got next, next week. Next week, we're going to do dolls or puppets, whichever. Doll horror. Okay. Oh, I forgot to mention in in Idle Hands. There's that scene where, for whatever reason, in the school there's a room full of puppets, and of course, the demon possessed hand that's already been lopped off at this point inhabits a hand puppet at one point, and they can even make the hand puppet stoned. Sorry to jump back, but it was like he's got like an evil face, and then later they blow all the smoke into the hand puppet, and then he's got a I'm like totally stone face, and then he like falls out of the hand puppet. But like that's the cartoony level that Idle Hands takes it to. I mean, okay, I know stoner comedy isn't the genre we're talking about, but right. Cheech and Chong movies would go there sometimes, and they're not all gold, but they weren't just stupid all the time. I mean, the characters might be stupid all the time, but the movies themselves weren't stupid and didn't necessarily always treat the viewer. And that's maybe a bigger part. Treat the viewer like they're dumb. And then one of my other favorite, and maybe it doesn't hold up. It's been a long time since I watched it, but mentioned, uh, you know, (laughs) our our favorite pair of rappers to talk about on the show. It always leads to good apple reviews uh how high <laughs> with method man and red oh man, yeah, yeah for real yeah i always thought was like oh that's actually a really good stoner comedy because it doesn't like it's got stupid stuff in it it's goofy they you can they smoke some weed that was fertilized in their friend's ashes or something and they can see their friend's ghost went whatever i don't know it gets ridiculous but it didn't feel like you're watching some, everybody loved what's the one with Ch- uh, Chappelle is great in it but everybody loved uh half baked half baked which is like the yeah. big yeah. 90s stoner right. comedy yeah oh man it's so stupid though i kind of didn't like it <laughs> so mm-hmm. how high i thought was good it doesn't treat the audience like they're total morons and cheech and chong so like it you don't have to do that but whatever that's yeah. that's a tangent obviously that's i think they probably I'd... did have to do that like you probably weren't allowed to make uh you weren't allowed to normalize pot smoking oh that's a good point that's a good point, and that's kind of something. Even though Cheech and Chong would be goofy about it, they're Cheech and Chong. It was normal for them. They didn't care. They're going to normalize it. Yeah. And that's kind of something I guess that how high does a little bit too. Whereas in the '90s, you had to be cartoony about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of movies that get away with it, but like mm-hmm. otherwise, it's got to be so over the top and almost like you're throwing your life away. Well, you know. 
over the top. This we have a theme going. Like there's puppets, if then stoner comedy, and then trauma. I mean, we're getting like more and more uh, <laughs> out there. Savannah says stoner horror. I think uh, we just covered that, didn't we? <laughs> that and scary movie where they basically get ghost face stoned at one point. I wonder if there's more. Is there more? It's got to be. Yeah. That's a pretty narrow. Oh, yeah. Story. No, there's stuff like Evil Bong, which is like. Oh, oh my gosh. you're right. You're right. The, yeah, the full crap moon. That somebody I forgot about that. Scraped off the bottom of Idle Hand's shoe after it was in a nasty public restroom. That's what Evil <laughs> Bong is. Same I'm company not, that makes the Puppet Master movies. Is it? Oh, yeah. God. That makes me yeah. worried for Puppet Master stuff. I'm not watching Evil Bong, any of them. I know there's a couple of them. <laughs> Although, is that the one with the couch that eats somebody? I've seen a TikTok. <laughs> I think so, probably. I've seen a TikTok, and it was great. This lady was loving it. Uh, anyway. Uh, Paul says, honorable mention for this week, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Is that... Wait. I love that one. That's like one of my... As a that, comedy? Yeah. I, As a comedy? I think that one... Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's a comedy. But I'd accept part two It was more of a comedy. It's not intentional, yeah. but there is some hilarious stuff in that movie. I guess maybe some of the some of his, like, the you know, uh, Freddy's lines in three are okay, yeah. but the kills in that one are great, and it's, it's probably the best uh, of all of the Elm Street movies, in my opinion. Paul says it's goofy. Except maybe one. Goofy as Grolix. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't say Grolix. He said Gorsh. Yeah. Wait, if it's the one that's maybe if it's not, if it's the one I think of, then I think it's the best one. Um, I feel like, oh, man, Nightmare on Elm Street gets so much goofier. Not in a good way, though. Mm-hmm. It gets right. so much goofier. Mm-hmm. It does. Is it the um, dream child? Is that two or three or no. four? No, or it's, five? it's a little bit later. It's, <laughs> it's at least four because three, I want to say, is the, the one in the mental hospital. Yeah, that's and a that's, lot of people's favorite or second yes, favorite. It is the best. It's the best one. Uh, the, I mean, the first one is the best one, but that's one yeah, of the better right. sequels. In my opinion, I guess I shouldn't say that definitively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, Paul says it's the best of the series, but also has the funniest bits. Yeah, I mean, that's that's on the fence because I don't know that I'd classified it as that because even though they were trying to do funny stuff, I feel like they weren't necessarily trying to make a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freddy's just funny, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we strive to be at least. Oh man. Freddy vs. Jason has some real stupid, bad nineties uh, <laughs> ish. Really it was post two thousand, but nineties yeah. ish stoner stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh complete with their own Jay ripoff. Why not just try to get Jay in there? He'd probably do it. Oh yeah. Is there anything he's turned down? What if Stoner <laughs> Horror included Clive Barker because only someone on drugs would come up with that crap? Okay, I'll write it down, but remind me, mm-hmm. everyone here, <laughs> next week. Okay, Before so next, next week. week. <laughs> no, remind me. Okay, so next week, here's what we're doing for the episode. Are we going to do doll stuff next week? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to ask. Never mind. <laughs> Show me on the doll. That's where I was going. It was not a good, it wasn't <laughs> funny. It wasn't a good joke. Anyway, and I didn't even know how to really segue into it. So, okay, that's what we're doing for next week. Uh-huh. I will remember, and I will watch something new or something for the episode. But then remind me that trauma will be the week after. Okay. And then we either need to do, like, psychological horror or drug horror, which... Trippy horror. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. Ooh, trippy an, uh, horror could get. Uh, yeah, we could get some fun. I mean, color, color out of space. That know? was yeah, my go-to. Yeah. That yeah. gave me an excuse to rewatch Color Out of Space or Mandy. Uh, yeah, either I don't know. One of those are both pretty trippy. Yeah, I've, I've heard some... some people debate that Mandy's not horror. It's it's a revenge thriller, but it's got horror themes, man. Yeah. And those those bikers, I don't care if you say they're on acid. There's some. They're like supernatural demons. Yeah. 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 You, you what? You have to summon them with a conch shell or something. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like yeah, that's not normal. And like, offer them a sacrifice. That's yeah. not just acid no. drugged out bikers. Yeah. Right. It's it's crazy evil. <laughs> yes. That's a good movie, man. Mm-hmm. That's Nick Cage used right, and he even comes across as kind of subtle most of that movie. So yeah, yeah. We might have to re- rearrange the schedule though, because oh, Paul says, Paul says he... you'll miss Troma Week. Yeah. Okay. Well, we could be trippy. <laughs> yeah. So the fourteenth of October is out for Paul. Well, next week or the week after for Troma Week, yeah. Paul. Let let me know. Let us know right now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, maybe do let us know right now. Which would be better for Troma Week? Because I'd like to settle it before we get off of here, which we need to do real soon. Yeah. Um, I don't. I know. I know this is dangerous, but we we've got to at least acknowledge it on the show. RTD. RTD. Russell T. Russell, Russell T. Davies is coming back to Doctor Who. It's amazing. It's who knew? Who would have seen it coming? I thought it was a joke. I thought this isn't real. It can't possibly be real. Also, it's it's Savannah's boyfriend's birthday. Savannah has a boyfriend. Hi, yeah, Savannah. Yeah, you know that. Happy birthday! I, I don't know. I don't keep up on her love life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I talked to you about it, but that's. <sighs> You tell That's me what about- happens when you're a cat dancer. We'll <laughs> we'll talk about your love life, kinda, <laughs> sort of. One of us will. You're One welcome. of us will. The others will act ind- indifferent. <laughs> I no no. I I mean I did know, but I'm not good at keeping track. At okay. Well, I'm not good at. Ke- I don't know. I never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why would I? Why would I know though? I I've never. I don't think I've met him. So if I'd met him, it'd be different. Mm-hmm. Um, but what were you? Just Happy saying? birthday, anyways. What were you yeah. saying before that, Russell T Davies? Yes, we don't have to go on about it. But Paul had I the first place I seen it, Paul, because all news originates from Paul. Yeah, mm-hmm. sent Twitter. me a link. Um, he sent me a, yeah. Paul beat Twitter just because I hadn't been on Twitter yet that day. He sent me a link, and I was like, what? And I clicked it and I read it and I was like. What's this website? And I'm sure I don't remember. I'm sure it was something reputable. But then it's I went like the and Google BBC searched, News. Yeah. Well, I went and Google searched oh, it yeah. anyway, and I then I shared the BBC News just so that there wasn't question because it is such a like. Yeah. Um. And the 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 website that Paul sent me was fine. It was absolutely correct. But I I didn't know it. Rec- I didn't recognize it right away. And I was like, but BBC News, like they're not going to run yeah. with that if it's not true. I, yeah, um, I read the BBC News article and still questioned it. I was like, <laughs> I, but yeah, is this I real? Is this true? Do you know. guys think it's a good thing? It depends on how long he's staying. Ooh, interesting. Like if he's just going to be there for a series, um, it's probably fine. I think it's a good thing regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see him stick around for more than a season. Because if it's just like the 60th anniversary special and a season 
which I think is, is what I'm reading is that he'll basically come on, do the 60th and then have at least one season. I know. I hope he sticks around longer, but I mean, just that's fine. Here's my thing. Here's my thing real quick. Wouldn't it have been great if we had gotten at least one season with him writing Jody Whittaker's? Yes. 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 He brought us nine. He brought us 10. He brought us Donna. He brought us Jack Harkness. Mm -hmm. He brought us everything that's sassy and fun about Doctor Who in those early years. That's that's the thing, because like the stories themselves, like there's some great ones. There's some terrible ones. There's a, there's a couple yeah. RTD oh, yeah. oh, episodes yeah. that I that are just bad. Yeah. But the characters were always so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Like rewatch. I, I talked about it uh, every episode that I, on this recent rewatch that we did. I, I was like, I'll rewatch this and blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of surprised at like during my rewatch. Donna was one of like the main companions that stuck out in my mind. She's handled so well and she's so not the kind of character I would like. Right. But he does characters like he comes up with. She was the perfect companion for that season. Like it was just like such a palate cleanser. I was like, I love this character. And I did not like her in her first episode. And, and then the other thing I was kicking around is like, well, more of the same, if it's the same Doctor Who stuff, isn't a bad thing, but, like, is it just going to be more of the same? But then if you think about, I don't know, uh, tonally it might not have varied all that much, but even from 9 to 10, and I know, of course, the actor has a huge role in that, but very different Doctors, the companions, you didn't, the companions all felt like different characters, and this could be debatable, but even the Moffat era like Amy and Clara and River were different characters, but they all had similar mm-hmm. flavors. They're all yeah. the same kind of character. Uh, he he Moffat liked a, a certain kind of like maybe not sassy, but a certain kind of strong female pseudo, character. Pseudo romantic, flirty nature. Yes, yes, and RTD characters. We're more varied than that, I feel like. Uh-huh. Um, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. And I could be wrong, but I feel like he would also maybe have the guts to, like, if not <laughs> undo maybe some of the questionable choices. I don't know that he'd undo some of the questionable choices that Chibnall went with on this last season, but twist them around in a way that they're not so crappy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. He's pretty good about the, that kind of stuff. Probably won't get a uh, Christopher Eccleston return during his era, though. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it is disappointing that he's one of the ones that Eccleston clashed with. Yeah, yeah, he had to be. I mean, he he was steering the ship, so he had to right. be one of the problems. That's unfortunate. He certainly wasn't the solution, so. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, Paul says, side note, Troma would be great for 21st. He'll be releasing a uh, a great companion piece that weekend. Okay, so next week is Doll Horror, and then on the 21st, we'll be doing Troma something. Okay. I wonder how hard it is to track down the Toxic Avenger cartoon from the 90s. They make cartoon, children's cartoons based on Troma stuff, and Toxic Avenger isn't like, well, but it's Toxic Avenger. Did you watch that movie? 
It's got some <laughs> horrible stuff in it. They're remaking it with um, what's his name, which would sound like a horrible idea, except it's got uh, Frodo. Is that it? Frodo is involved. Elijah Wood. Yeah. Elijah Wood. Oh yeah. He's and creepy, he, anyways. Yeah. He loves weird horror stuff. So yeah. I'm kind of. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. He loves weird, campy crap. Um. Oh, it's on like four apps. It's on like four apps on Roku, Roku for free. I guess that is that is the kind of property that's like. Well, I I just it's either like just shovel that like toxic Avenger cartoon out for free or just disappeared off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one or the other. It's yeah, not highly it's coveted. One or the other. Yeah. Um. Hey, Melanie. Yeah. What should we be amazed about? Unless people had more to say about RTD. Nope. I mean, um, we should be amazed <laughs> about scientists being dumb. I think maybe not really, but um, <clears throat> oh, I like this. It's a twist. <laughs> no, just okay. So scientists accidentally discovered some galaxies that were hidden, and they said at the edge of time, which made me think of Doctor Who, but is really not accurate because it's not the edge of time. It's just the the edge of where we can currently see. Um, we, you know, but anyway. Yeah. So they were they were studying some galaxies and they they were like there's a weird glow going on behind them so they like zoom in on the glow and would you know there's some more galaxies farther back in the past um hidden behind some dust or something and they're like well this there's probably a whole bunch of galaxies back there and I'm like right because you know we can see that far now so that's probably you know that's why I hate when they do stuff like at the edge of the of time it's Did the scientists really think, okay, because at one point I come across something where it's like an illustration of like the universe and it was had clearly defined and this is where the edge of the universe is. There's nothing beyond this. And it was like a perfect circle around the earth. It's like, or is that just where you cannot see any further? Yes, that's the, exact, it's the edge of the observable universe. Observable, observable so universe that makes us fine. the center of the universe again. Well, hubris, yeah. it's a thing. It's mm-hmm. that seemed so idiotic. I was like, the scientists don't really believe that. Like, I'm an I'm just some random idiot who's seen a picture and was like, no, that's you can't be serious. They really thought that though, huh? Yeah. So now, yeah. So now that oh. they've seen some stuff there, they're gonna start searching more. Um, and you know, I think they have to use um different settings on their telescopes or something maybe to find them. But you know, now that they know they can, they're gonna start looking harder. So, so that's what that's going on. I guess I get like that's as far as we can see, so we're not worried about it right now. But mm-hmm. like being like, oh wait, there's stuff back there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like walking around your house and be like, there's a whole yard back here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did, that I didn't think that existed. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this side of the house. Huh? I got a back door. There's a street over there with all kinds of houses. Who knew? Yep. Oh, I wanted to comment on Paul said in terms of uh. A Toxic Avenger cartoon, or on Troma now for four ninety nine a month with a free seven day trial. It's not a real thing, is it? I hope it is. Does Troma <laughs> have its? Does Troma? Oh, listen, no. Does Troma have its own streaming service? That's appropriate. I'm telling you, uh, Mim, Mim, the, we need a Mim Plus or a Mim. I think he's got a Roku channel. Uh, we have to look look oh. for it, but I think he's got a channel on Roku. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. I think I subscribed to it or something. Oh, I found watch.troma.com. Oh, wait, no, that's not the channel. <laughs> that's not no it. That's that seems- Troma Now. 
Paul it's, swears it's the real thing. Troma.vhx.tv. What is that it? At least that one has an SSL. Start free trial. Oh, this has got other weird stuff on it though, too. I don't know. I, you know what? I believe it though. Paul says yes, it is. Okay. I believe it and I support it. Not monetarily. I'm not going to give him five bucks right now, but <laughs> I support the idea of it. <laughs> Jesse, you got anything exciting coming up? Do you tell me to tell hey, you? If you are literally on the stream tonight, like Paul is, uh, <laughs> you can come to Grand Island t- tomorrow or Saturday or Sunday because this Grand Comic Con is happening. It's actually happening. It's act. It's I didn't believe it. Actually, physically, people will be there in person. Yeah, people will be there. You should probably wear your masks. Um, I'm just gonna say that. But uh, yeah, we'll be there. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna be there. And Paul, like I said, Paul will be there, and some other other people will be there. Like super friend of the show, uh, Axton Kaler, the other half of Tank Zombie Studios, arguably the smarter, more handsome half. But I have more hair than him. <laughs> I do have that going. You should for me. always lord that over him too. <laughs> I do. I do have that. I don't even need to. Like other people will lord that over him. It's like, wow, it's nice that you gave that hairy gentleman all of your hair, Axton. It, like it'll be totally unsolicited, and they'll just yeah give him a hard time. But that's where I'll be this weekend, so you can uh, give me a fully hand sanitized high five, and then I will hand sanitize it again. All right. Paul says he's always wondered, is he the tank or the zombie? I kind of know the question or the answer in a way. You know, you know, which came first? I don't know. The tank or the zombie? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This is the world we live in, man. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't think I have anything else super exciting coming up right at the time being. As always, I have maybe some stuff I'd like to... I have a Halloween album I'd like to release that I've said that for the last two years. So will it happen? I don't know. It's the same album. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I've was. i been remastering some of the tracks when I have free time once here and there. Uh, it, free time. It, in the like asinine idea that I might actually put the album together and release it this, this coming month. Um, yeah, some of those songs are from like 2015. 14, 16. There's some, there's some old songs on there, but they're new to you. So <laughs> that might happen. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul, everything's <laughs> in the Fair hashtag play. 100 limb, 100, the 100 limbo. Mm-hmm. How low can you go? That's how, <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> no, not really. That's like kind of like darker than I had hoped. Man, just got hit with that bad smack. <laughs> bad smack. All right. Thanks for thanks for watching, everybody that's been here or will watch in the future. Uh, thanks for listening, future podcast listeners. I'll get this out on the podcast feed, and uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live.
bad smacker growlicks on it. <laughs>